The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Welcome to 1002 with your host, Mike Baker, an opportunity to pray for the harvest and receive a nugget of truth from God's word. Hey, welcome to 1002. Uh, I am Mike Baker and your host, and just so glad that you either listen daily or found this podcast for the very first time. Love to hear from you or uh, answer any questions. You can always send me a message through Anchor, through the platform that this podcast is hosted on um, specifically. Uh, So if you ever want to know anything or or connect or say, hey, I want to go, I want to serve, please, please feel free to reach out. Uh, Yesterday in our podcast, we prayed for Gambia, the church in Gambia, and today I want to pray for the church in Guinea-Bissau. Guinea-Bissau is the country that my family and I lived in, my wife and our children, and uh, it's so cool. Uh, They've actually planted a couple churches in the last year, year and a half. Um, It just shows you don't need everything to plant a church. Uh, Guys have become saved, got hungry, went out and planted churches, started teaching under trees or in houses or in living rooms. There's no buildings, there's no money, there's no resources, but that's okay because you can tell people about Jesus. I just want to pray that that work continues and that work grows and is multiplied in Guinea-Bissau. And obviously as that work grows and continues, there will be a need for resources and again, workers. I talked yesterday about we need workers in Gambia. We also need workers in Guinea-Bissau, workers to disciple these new believers. Women's ministry is huge. Someone to model, a couple again, to model marriage and family life. What does that look like? As these first generation Christians are trying to figure out what it looks like to raise kids, to be married, to treat their wives as as equals and with respect for probably in most times the first time ever to help their kids not walk down some of the same mistakes and paths they made and so I'm so honored to have lived there I'm so honored to be a part of their family and their culture so thankful for my friends that I have there and the pastors that I know I just want to continue to see them grow I look forward to the day that I fully believe I will return there and live again. But for this season, I'm not there. And I know that that's, I'm where I need to be. But I look forward to that season again. And so just want to lift up those leaders and those pastors. And again, just pray for workers specifically for the country of Guinea-Bissau. So Lord, we just we thank you for the believers there. We thank you for the work of the church and the work of the pastors. And Lord, we also specifically just ask that you would send workers into the harvest, that you would send workers to Guinea-Bissau, that those workers would just feel calling and feel just a peace and, and, and go and begin to teach and disciple and model and walk alongside our brothers and our sisters who are already there, who have a hunger and a passion to plant more churches, but definitely need discipled. So Lord, that is our prayer today. On that note, I guess it would have been last night I was in a Bible study and 
somebody brought up something that was shared with them on a trip to West Africa. I've had the opportunity to, to return there every year since we've been back in the States and uh, take people with me. And a couple years ago, we took a team and one lady was a nurse and she helped give birth to a baby and the baby ended up being sick and the cord wasn't cut right. So we ended up having to take the baby to the hospital and uh, thankfully the baby lived. God, God saved the baby and we had the resources since we were there to help pay for medicine and pay for the hospital visit. And uh, this, this nurse was sharing something that the late Burl Forrester shared with, with her as they walked around Dakar. And, and Burl uh, Forrester, I've, I've talked about him before and I really can talk about him now because he's in heaven, but he was a man in his 60s, went over to West Africa and lived there for and served there faithfully for 20 years and God called him home this past uh, March and so as they were walking around he told her to watch where she walked right and any of you who've ever been out of into any kind of third world setting it doesn't have to be Africa it could be South America Central America Asia uh, been on a farm, been on trails, you know, you get outside of a place with sidewalks in a city, you have to watch where you walk. There's, there's stuff everywhere. And in a lot of cases, you don't have closed-toed shoes, or maybe you're in flip-flops, or maybe you're in like an open sandal because of the environment you're in. But the reality is there's trash, there's junk, there's other stuff on the ground that you do not want to step in. And he simply was telling her, just watch where you walk. You don't want to step in something. You don't want to cut your foot. You don't want to cut it on a piece of glass. And today, as I was reading through Proverbs 4, Proverbs 4, 20, 26, says, ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. And it just instantly brought back that story from last night. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. And so Burl meant it as a simple watch where you walk. And as she shared it last night, she said, but it's, it's deeper than that. It's a, it's a metaphor. It's a spiritual reminder. We got to think about what we're doing. We got to think about where we're walking. We got to think about where we're going. We literally have to ponder the way of our feet. Because our feet can lead us a lot of places we don't want to go. We can step into things that we never intended to. We can head down a path. My, my wife just this morning was reminding my daughter to watch out. You're heading down a slippery slope. I'm not sure you want to investigate this. Ponder the ways of our feet. It might seem good. It might seem innocent. It might seem okay. And the next thing you know, you stepped into something that you're going to regret. So if we ponder the way of our feet, if we take time to be patient, if we take time to listen, if we take time to discern, if we take time to ask God where he's going and then obey him, our ways will be sure. The same way that depending on where you're at, you look where you're walking. You pay attention where you're going. You don't just walk around willy-nilly. I mean, I remember even... Years ago, when I would go out hunting in central Pennsylvania, there were holes, there were roots, there were things on the trail. We were out early morning, you could barely see, and you always walked looking down because you didn't want to trip, especially when you have a weapon in your hand. You know, you don't want to twist your ankle, you don't want to fall. 
And so the same way that we're supposed to watch where we're going and look where we're going spiritually, we also need to do the same thing. So I encourage all of you today, ponder the path of your feet. Ponder the path of your feet. Where are you heading? Are you heading down the road that God has put you on and God has asked you to walk? Or are you heading down the path that you're blazing on your own? Ponder the path of your feet. And then your ways will be sure.